Welcome to Podmon Adventure Zero Two, the podcast where I took a Viagra and got stuck in my throat. I've had a stiff neck for hours. Okay, I still don't get what the bit is. I can't. I don't. Uh, you've got um, forty-six more episodes to to figure it out. So we'll see. I have I have faith in you. Like I said, it's it's in the title, the the clue, the clue to it. But I don't. I want to tell you, but at the same time, like I want. I'm enjoying you not getting something and like wanting to see how long it takes you to to crack it. By the way, mm. Nolan's back. Hey, buddy. Hey. We missed you last week. How oh, you yeah? feeling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and the uh, me and the gang just did a solo. Oh damn. Yeah, it was solo bolo. It was uh, it was scary and and weird, uh, talking to myself and the audience that lives almost exclusively in my head but <laughs> anyway so this week we're watching episode four of digimon adventure zero two iron vegemon um let's see well we watched the episode last week or last week's episode but um things went you know a little a little wacky little little rye and then before we could re-record it no one got sickly so oh yeah yeah so we're all uh we're all caught up. I will cool. ask how are how are you doing? Oh man, I am having a really rough week. <laughs> but um yeah, uh but luckily uh, apparently my boss has access to some kind of covid like relief stuff. So I I got a little little extra in my paycheck despite uh, I having taken off 4 days of teaching, which is substantial for uh right for my schedule uh but yeah so pretty cool pretty oh. pretty good stuff um getting ready to do a, a recital for for that uh job and i wish more of my students were into it <laughs> but most of them are like teenagers and are like well, play in front of people <laughs> right yeah is that what you do with instruments that's crazy and a lot of them are adults, and they're like, "Well, I'm not getting up on stage with these these toddlers." <laughs> and then uh, some of them are so young that they haven't really had enough time with the instrument yet to to feel like they're confident in it, which sucks because I think that actually getting up there and really just eating shit and playing terribly is one of the most motivating things you could possibly do. It's a rite of passage for sure. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know. I we talked a lot about music being that being the thing that we do most of the time. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever asked you this. What was your, like, first experience with any kind of, like, live performance or performance beyond just, like, you know, singing to your family at Christmas or something like that, but, yeah. like, actually in front of a an audience? Uh, so um, at, at my school, we did this, like, uh, Evening of the Arts thing, mm -hmm. and my art teacher... Um, just knew that I wasn't uh, particularly talented with like visual arts. I'm right. I'm okay, but like she knew that I um, I performed mm -hmm. or I wanted to perform music, and uh, she uh, just put me on like the the schedule, and I uh, played this like crazy uh, sort of uh, Van Halen inspired uh, guitar solo through my Roland Microcube. Uh, to a room oh, yeah. full of, uh, you know, aging uh, parents and uh, <gasps> were teachers. You were you just, like, raw-dogging it? No, like, 
playing along to a backing track, but just anything, just you up there, just fucking just, just going. Me, just me ripping it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just me ripping one. Hell yeah. And uh, I got a lot of really positive feedback. Um, uh, one of the guitarists that had played earlier in the night, uh, his name was Clint, he uh, he was very supportive. Mm-hmm. And was just like, man, I would, uh, we should have had you up there with the full band whenever we were playing earlier. And that, that just really gave me a lot of the confidence because yeah, I sure. hadn't had any sort of like positive feedback in my family other than like, you know, being told to shut up. <laughs> or like, oh, I thought that was the radio. <laughs> but um, yeah, then I started uh, performing like every Friday at Etcetera, which is a coffee shop where we live that used to do an open mic. And that's when I started to like play and sing and try to have more of a, a coherent performance together. Right. Do you know the band Miniature Tigers? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they're very like. Um, uh, it's it's a uh, pussy rock, I guess is the best <laughs> way I would I would put it. You know, it's like um uh, that um. What's that band um with the the trans mask dude? Uh. The uh, boys will be bugs. Uh, what's that? Cave Town. It's a lot like Cave Town, um, which you know. Uh, obviously, every every uh, trans man that makes music, it sounds like you know, walking through a, a fairy glen on an, on a unicorn's wing, uh, and every uh, trans uh, lady's music sounds like industrial, <laughs> like grinding and <laughs> synth explosions. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was more in the, uh, trans dude <laughs> space <laughs> playing, uh, like Hot Venom and, uh, <laughs> Cannibal Queen, stuff like that. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So you didn't, like, you never got on stage or whatever, um, prior to playing guitar. I would sing in a uh, choir. But, uh, you know, that's, As that's a, a very different thing. Oh, for like, sure. Uh, but, like, spotlight. Because I don't remember, like, the f- maybe, like, five or six. Because, you know, like, I went to a Pentecostal church. So, like, we didn't have a choir. We had a praise band with praise band with a hella good organist a sloppy-ass drummer, a bass player who showed up maybe once every six weeks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude. And a dying piano player. Like... A dying? <laughs> like, she was... She was... She was old. She was uh, really okay. fucking old. Dude, um, the, the organist at... Uh, at uh, Broadway United Methodist, where I used to go to church, was awesome. And uh, they have that huge pipe organ there. That uh, fucking cathedral sounds so cool. Uh, we just had a, just had a Hammond. That's he, pretty he, cool, though. Yeah, yeah, he rocked it, but no no pipe organ yeah. pipe organ there. But yeah, I, I don't think that's actually where my love for music started, was like in church. And oh, I am, I am actually fascinated by, by that, and I think that that is like uh, very deterministic of like a fundamental relationship to to music because I can look at um, all three of us in PSB grew up in church and listening to music and stuff, but very different experiences. I grew up Pentecostal with a lot of like vamping and you know like very dynamic, very emotional. 
um, Jacob grew up Church of Christ where there wasn't music, but there was a lot of like choral singing and um, and like a very obvious light, a lot of focus on vocals and all of those things. And Jarble grew up. Um, his stepdad is a black preacher in Wingo. And so he grew up in that kind of environment. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. And I talk s- about drumming, though. Right. <laughs> like in, right. I think some of the best drummers in the world are doing like the church circuit. For oh, like, you for know, sure. Black skewing churches, I guess. So I think that like how you're exposed to music on a regular basis at a young age, because you know, like what, like the thing that you're kind of repeat your repeated exposure, I think, has a very uh, f- formative like impact on your relationship to music going yeah. forward and growing up in church I think is really expresses that cuz it's yeah. something that you're around every week if you're the kind of family that goes yeah. every week I do thing. just remember like being in just like a washed in natural reverb <laughs> looking at like the sun pouring through the giant uh uh stained glass windows and being like this is awesome <laughs> honestly like and this is probably a very surface level reading of it. I could probably get, we could probably get much deeper into it if we kind of peel back the layers. But I think that that makes sense to the ambient ethereal vibe a lot of your yeah. your music has. Like your music always feels like it's in it's in a space. It always like has that like wrapping around kind of feeling to yeah. it. And I, I like the idea of like being on the far end of the cathedral and listening to somebody sing at you from the opposite end. Yeah. You know, that feels like that's exactly my, my type of vibe. And that's generally where I was. The There's this like uh, balcony in uh, Broadway United Methodist. And uh, like when you got old enough to not necessarily want to sit next to your family f- throughout uh, the entire uh, service, you would go up into the balcony and yeah. be with the other like teens and stuff. and. Like, just hearing the difference in the way that the sound carried and also there being, like, the light pouring in directly onto that uh, level. Because, like, there's, uh, they built an addition so that, like, the light wouldn't necessarily pour in on the first uh, floor as much. And, you know, just the, the geometry of the of the building wasn't <laughs> quite conducive to, to having it all pour in like that. But right. Yeah, I can still remember, like, what was depicted in the stained glass windows and like somebody handing me a uh uh what do you call the like forbidden books of the bible um <laughs> ricky's uh, sister actually uh gave me a, a copy <laughs> of that while uh, <laughs> we're in that church is it the apocrypha yes okay um and yeah she was she was just like Check this out, kid. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking ruin your life right now. <laughs> I was already very uh, skeptical about that shit. I had already had the like, I'm not really into this conversation with my with my mom, but yeah. <coughs> so uh, so <laughs> yeah, we'd get segways home from, are weird. Yeah, we'd get home from Sunday school or get home from uh, from church and then throw on fucking WB Kids. And sometimes, and sometimes, and watch Yu Gi Oh! But sometimes we put on Fox Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and watch Digimon. <laughs> yeah, if I could get enough 
distance between like me and my my siblings i would watch whatever anime was uh americanized <laughs> for me and uh yeah Digimon was definitely one of them so uh, let's see all the everybody's set up they've got their digimon they've got their uh, effective champions armors they've they've got their fighting fighting force um what what do you think's going to going to happen this episode do you think you're going to we're going to pick up the pace or do you think there's more groundwork to lay or just some meandering for a while or what are you thinking expecting yada 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 um i think that our uh villain is going to be revealed to have a uh a chronic and fatal illness that uh explains his uh misanthropy and um will sort of humanize him as a villain and um then Kari will uh, accidentally, through no fault of her own, fall in love with uh, what's his name? Uh, Davis? No, not Davis. <laughs> oh God! The, okay, the the villain. Oh, Ken. Ken. Yeah. Kenji or whatever. No, it's just Ken. It's just Ken. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck you. And this will cause a. Um, uh, uh, this will cause TK to actually realize that he has feelings for. Uh, Kari, despite uh, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. See, uh, he he's gonna realize that the only reason that he didn't notice it before is because he was completely unthreatened by Davis, <laughs> 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 and knew that if he ever had to compete with him in any fashion, he would just absolutely uh, destroy him. Um, but uh, because Ken is a uh, you know what a tenth level black belt in judo. <laughs> And uh, in eating pussy, he's <laughs> uh, TK is a little bit uh, scared that his his place in Kari's heart may be taken, and so we've got this weird love square happening. Um, and I think I just wrote a better show than we we're about to watch. <laughs> but well, I mean, you pretty much just nailed the episode. But just in case you <laughs> missed a few details, let's go ahead and watch it. Uh, right. We'll be right back. All right. And welcome back. Yes, we have just imbibed the incandescent message of episode four of Digimon Adventure Zero Two. And uh yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, was it what you were expecting? No. Yeah. Um there was uh something of a romantic element in, in introduced. Yeah. We definitely yeah kicked the can further down on Davis being jealous of TK and oh. wanted to be with Kari. But yep. God, Davis was was on one this week. Yeah, Davis uh, really shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we start the episode with uh, kind uh, kind of in media res, actually, which is kind of kind of neat. Um, Ty and Agumon are with the new kids in the digital world. Uh, helping them break some Gatsumon, our uh, our rock friends, out of prison. Um, while Davis talks about the peanut butter and jelly bean sandwich in his pocket. Yeah, what the fuck? That is, I that is like, <laughs> I don't know what the word for that is. <laughs> it's like, it's it's so what what? Yeah, this is it's so atrocious that it feels like. Antisocial, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what? <sighs> like it's antagonistic. 
you know? I mean... Like, he's making that sandwich to piss people <laughs> off if they ever hear about it. My first, my first question is, before we get to, like, the consistency and how that would even work, is what jelly bean? Like, yeah. is there a... Je- is there, in all of the, like, however many hundred-something flavors there are of jelly beans, is there... There's got to be grape. There's yeah. got to be your standards. Okay, besides there, besides grape and strawberry, that's that's easy. That'd be the easiest go-to. Right. What would be the least offensive... What would be the least uh. offensive and most offensive jelly bean okay. in a jelly bean sandwich? Or it's, jelly it's, bean and peanut butter peanut sandwich? Butter. Peanut butter is the, the linchpin here. Right. Because if you're eating just a jelly bean sandwich, <laughs> you're like, you're insane. It's fine. <laughs> do do whatever you want. Put the buttered popcorn in there. I don't give a fuck. Um, to make a PB&J pack of jelly beans? What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. You worked at Books a Million. You know all these things. Right. Well, uh, uh, Goose well. had just let, filled us in that there are actually jelly bean packs that are peanut butter and jelly flavored. My problem with that is that uh, why? <laughs> but also, wait. So it's a jelly flavor jelly bean. Isn't that oxymoronic? Wouldn't any? No, because I, I like. I think it's more of like. That's not an oxymoron. It's a. Uh, it's redundant. I guess. Well, I, I. Yes and no, because I think just a normal like jelly bean. Doesn't necessarily taste like, like I think when they say jelly, they mean like a strawberry or grape or some kind of like jelly you'd put on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But like a jelly bean raw is just fucking like confectionery sugar and gelatin or or whatever. Like it's not gonna yeah. taste like jelly. That's fair. I guess uh, this is a jelly flavored jelly bean is an offensive <laughs> statement to me, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, are there like uh, are there like apple flavored jelly beans? I think that'd be okay. Yeah. Um, really, anything that like. Maybe not like a celery flavored jelly bean, but anything right. that's like you could pair with peanut butter would be fine. I yeah, think. I I love me a butter popcorn jelly bean, but I'm wondering how that pairs with peanut butter. But probably pretty good. I think the I, I mean the easiest low hanging fruit for God know you psychopath would be like a licorice or something, Ugh. or a root beer. Like a root beer jelly bean is not bad. Like it's enjoyable, but peanut with butter? peanut butter, mm. yeah, no. And and know. bunny bread. <laughs> so while that's happening, uh, Gatuan notices an obelisk in the distance. Uh, and Gabumon's in some shit. Yeah. Uh, the Digimon Emperor apparently is setting up these uh, t- these towers called control spires, and they're going to help him take over the digital world and blah, 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 blah. How? That's a good question. Yeah, good question. Why uh, does he need them to power the, the rings? Uh, couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the kids bring the. And I I don't know if like if we just haven't seen them yet, or if they've always been around and they're just like I I, I assume they're like Wi-Fi towers. 
right? Like they they are the things that are sending out the signal sure. to the rings that like that he controls right. the rings through them. Um but that's just my assumption. So meanwhile, the kids bring the Gatsumon back to the real world with them and uh the Gabumon busts out of prison, but he's cut short by a red Vegemon. He knocks Gabumon around and he falls into the water and washes up on the shore conveniently where a uh, TV portal thing is there so he can call for help. Yeah. And who better to help in the scenario than the whiny, sad sack harmonica player <laughs> that he... A bass player now. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Man, Matt's high school band is playing a bigger is, show yeah, than I ever, I ever. have. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound pretty good, actually. Yeah, like, it's not, not bad. Like, it's definitely... Definitely been the shit I was writing at his age. Yeah, for sure. Same here. I imagine he has a ghost writer, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> um. So. So. So yeah, Matt. Matt plays a show. Um. And TK comes up and asks if he can um. Shelter, the uh the Gatsuman, hide him under. Under his uh, floorboards or in his attic or something like yeah. that. Then we meet... Uh, Davis's sister. Davis's sister. What was her name? June. June. And she's uh, she's on one in a comparable way to Davis. Yeah. Um, she uh, has been wearing the same shirt for two years, apparently, and uh, gets well, all the cute boys to sign it, well despite us not being able to see any writing on it. She said she hasn't washed it in two years. I don't know if she's worn that... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Still... Um. Yeah, she has TK to s- she to thinks sign all it. The boys are cute. Yeah, she thinks all boys are cute. Um. Yeah, d- d- June is. I mean, literally a character, but June is uh, June is a character. Yeah. Um. And so, the gang gets drafted to the digital world to go help. Uh, go help Gabumon. Uh, Davis wants to rush in and just punch his way through everything, but uh, but Matt, call, keeping himself from screaming into Davis's ass. <laughs> well, TK holds him back. Right. And he's like, Ma- I'm going to do it. I'm going to scream into his <laughs> ass. TK's like, no, he's just a kid. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know any better. Matt he's like, well, he better learn some respect or I'm going to scream into his fucking asshole. Uh, Matt and TK want a more measured approach. So they pretend to be prisoners and sneak past the guards. Yeah, and TK just offhandedly mentions that, uh, uh, well, I guess this is a little later. Yeah. But that he had met uh, June, Davis' sister, and Davis freaks out and is just like, what'd she tell you? That I that I smell like shit. That I'm a little doo doo bitch. <laughs> right. And yeah. they're all like, no, she was really cool and nice. <laughs> and didn't say anything about you. Yeah. And that's didn't one even that mention you. That's the point where Matt, a 14 year old, <laughs> fucking tells, uh, fucking just is about to knock Davis out when TK, <laughs> who hates Davis with a fucking passion. Steps. I don't think TK hates Davis. I think TK thinks about like. Davis like uh, like a like a mouthy puppy, <laughs> you know. He's just uh, like Davis is screaming at him with all of his might, and TK's like, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> <laughs> but TK steps in. He's like, "Hey, he's just a kid. He doesn't know any better." Yeah. And Matt's like, "I don't care how old he is. He needs to learn some respect." Girl, like, so <laughs> blow out his back wall, <laughs> screaming into his asshole. Um, 
And Davis mouths off something something else, and then fucking Kari. Com- yeah, Kari comes, comes up and it just decimates <laughs> fucking <laughs> Davis. Just absolutely lays him out. It's just like I can't believe you're enough of a piece of shit to talk to your si- about your sibling like that. Right, I, me who has a perfect relationship with my brother <laughs> cannot stand when someone else doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so Davis is on suicide watch. Yeah, Davis has like a, an out of body experience where he's just like she loves me, she loves me not, without you know making any. Uh, any reference to her ever having a she loves me moment. Right. Like, it's exclusively she loves me not. Pulling oh, she hates up. me. Yeah, she fucking hates my guts. <laughs> God. Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, Davis is about to kill himself when Vimon, uh, being the best boy that he is. Yeah, tries to cheer him up. Yeah, tries to cheer him up by fighting Red Vegemon, but he is just... Not up to it. This they they did a a knock knock joke that never got concluded. Like uh, Bimon's like I I'll do whatever I can to make him happy. To, and then he's he just says knock knock, and then the <laughs> the scene changes. <laughs> like okay, we're not actually gonna indulge this, but you get it. Bimon wants to cheer him up. <laughs> um. So Red Vegemon's knocking Bimon around a a bunch, and it's. Really sad to see, because he's just trying to cheer Davis up by getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, the kid has spirit. Yeah. Uh, Red Vegemon punches Vimon into the control spire a few times and cracks it. So with the spire broken, Gabumon is now able to digivolve. And so he fucks with the regular Vegemon, while Flamesramon takes down Red Vegemon to some uh, generic 90s pop punk music. Hell yeah. Definitely, definitely doing better. That is one, like absolute um unequivocal improvement this season yeah. is the insert songs have been much more appropriate for the fights and everything than there's also more of them yeah that's, that's there's really a variety yeah. they they work like uh with dynamically and with the energy and everything yeah like i i think that there are times where where hey digimon works yeah like in the first season where it's like Taking down a big, a big bad, that big triumphant moment, but when it's every single time, yeah, it loses its uh, loses its luster a little bit. So Digmon finishes off the tower, and the Kamiyas return the Gatsumon to their homes. And Izzy shows the kids a map back in the real world. Izzy shows the kids a map of the digital world where all of the control spires are. And uh, it so looks like Minesweeper. Yeah, it looks like he shows them his 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 Minesweeper game, <laughs> but tells them it is where all the control spires are in the digital world. And so we uh, we have our heading. Mm-hmm. We have our objective. Yep. Going forward to take down these here here spires. Yeah. Turn those disgusting, evil black squares into nice, wholesome, <laughs> <laughs> pure white squares. Um. Do you have any any quotes for us? Oh man, okay, yeah. Um, I would just uh, first of all, um, when Kari says, uh, "I'm gonna have to agree with TK," just the look on Davis's face <laughs> is is really fun to me. Uh, we already mentioned the peanut butter and jelly bean sandwich. Uh, fuck him for that. Um, whenever the Digi Emperor is uh, like giving his like sign off to his his minions and being like, "Take care of this for me." 
He says, I've got an early tea time in the morning, <laughs> which is just the most bitch made comment <laughs> he has made thus far. You know, I have I have tea time have in the tea morning. Tea time in the morning. I can't. You know, I can't stay up late. I have a curfew. Yeah, and it's it's got, it reeks of uh, 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 boy genius vibes. You know what I mean? Like Weird. those are always the like most socially stunted kids, or the ones that were supposedly, uh, you know, uh, I can't w- prodigies. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's nothing that makes you more obnoxious than like. Being a Harvard grad at like fourteen or whatever, and it's weird the Digimon Emperor would give you those vibes, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, at one point uh, <laughs> when Red Vegemon is beating on Gabumon, he's like, "Smell this, smell this again." <laughs> Which, by the way, I think whoever the the voice actor was for that was doing like a Jack Nicholson sort of thing. Yeah, we couldn't like quite pin it down, but it sounds like he's doing like a Christian Slater Jack Nicholson, like a surfer sort of. Jack Nicholson yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's very very strange. Um. At one point, they're like, Santa Caria sounds like it's in California, which she, okay, kind of. But, like, the thing about <laughs> things in California that have Spanish names is that they sound like they're Spanish. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not because it's Californian that it's called Santa or whatever. It's because it's, like, a Spanish population there, a Spanish-speaking population. Anyway, um... <clears throat> Uh, uh, when Vimon is uh, <laughs> fighting the Vegemon, he says, I'm going to make vegetarians around the world proud. <laughs> that ought to cheer you up. <laughs> Which sounds like a veiled insult to Davis. <laughs> like, Davis has never mentioned that he's a vegetarian. Is any, any yeah, I don't think that he is, no. Skin in the game there. He just, right. Yeah. So like, you seem like a pussy. <laughs> this will help. Um... Yeah, and then Vimon says to, to Vegemon, put me down or I'll toss you like a salad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he learned it from, from watching, uh, I guess, Matt. You know, <laughs> right. had to really scream into somebody's ass. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> so last week, we uh, we revised our tier system, but oh, yeah. we uh, obviously didn't get to uh, to do that. So... Um, I guess I'll ask now. Do we want to go with what we had? Or we want to think of something with the egg thing? No, no, with the uh, monster tier system. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, mm. I did. Did we have it's like a set? W- were we just doing like S to to D or we, whatever? We were doing S to D, <laughs> but um, we. We changed it to where it's still an STD system, but it's uh, uh, fucking tech technology like it's Samsung, Apple, oh, HP. Oh yeah, yeah, Dell, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. I I like that. We can, okay, we can keep that. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. Who was our uh, who's our Vegemon rating? Um, I guess Red Vegemon. Red Vegemon. Um, he's the only one who has any. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I'd put him in a Samsung. I wouldn't, but I think he's he, A. I think he's A too. Yeah, like he's, he's definitely really the, fucking funny. He's like, definitely the best we've had so far this season. Yeah, he's he's talking mad shit. He's got a very consistent theme. He's only talking about like vegetable stuff and like how many he has like rotten roots and uh, yeah, it's it's thematically consistent. It's goofy. It's um, I. I yeah, I was really worried 
Um, because it's been a while since I watched this season, and I like and paid a, this much attention to the first arc. I was really worried that because of the like of the mechanic of uh of the dark rings and all of that that our antagonists weren't going to have personality this this arc that they were just all just going to be cuz that's mostly what we've gotten so far is just the Digimon Emperor being all of the personality and yeah. uh and the Digimon just basically being just cannon fodder to to fight them but Red Vegemon actually like the Digimon Emperor doesn't really interact with them <clears throat> this episode. Yeah. It's all like Red Vegemon carrying it and he carries it carries it well and he's like he's fun he's fun to watch and like he he knows his role. Yeah. It's like getting super pack money. You're still the same pathetic asshole you always were, but now you have darker motivations. Right. <laughs> um and yeah, on to the eggs though. On to the eggs. Um, I would say this is a good egg. Yeah, this is definitely a good egg. Not quite a Fabergé egg, I no. would say. But no. This is, a, this is a good one. It's a nice egg. I like yeah. this egg. <laughs> it's a really nice egg. So, uh, see, so yeah, I think that concludes, and we'll be back next week to watch Episode 5, Old Reliable. All right. We'll see you then. Goodbye.